Hi everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. I am Tony, and tonight I am joined by Chris and Adam. How's it going, guys? Hi. Hey. It's going great. Excellent. So we're recording in the middle of September, uh, which means that uh, Halloween is in full effect. It's almost over. Disney World. <laughs> it is almost over. <laughs> But uh, Halloween is in full effect. It's a late start for them this year. I know I was originally supposed to be at the first night of the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party, which I believe was supposed to be August 15th. But we all know because COVID, everything has been pushed back a little bit this year. And while Disney is not doing their usual Halloween celebration, they, they have given us a scaled back version of it. And their decorations and celebrations started yesterday. And we actually happened to have someone who was there for that day in the form of Chris. Yay! So, uh, yay. So we thought we could get a little fall pumpkin spice Disney World update from you. Okay. And uh, maybe you could tell us about the decorations, the entertainment, uh, and some some other stuff. Well, it's definitely different this year. But, I, okay, I'm just going to come out and say it. I like it better because... You're getting a lot of the Halloween party things during the day. And for people who don't like Halloween, maybe that's not a plus. But for people who like Halloween but don't necessarily want to pay $100 per person for the party, it's kind of awesome. Although there's no trick-or-treating. don't Let's not get carried away. But really, when you pay $100 and you get $4.78 worth of candy. Yeah, uh, I can get that at Target. In addition to the regular cavalcades, which Disney is doing, which I have to tell you, those are a lot of fun, even for someone like me who doesn't really care about characters. In addition to that, they have some Halloween-themed ones. So yesterday, I came into the park, and above the train station, they had, you know, the Fab Five, basically, in their Halloween costumes, you know, posing for pictures. It was very cute. Then as soon, like, literally, there were three cavalcades within the first... I, but by the time I got to the castle, there were three. So then they did the This is Halloween one, which had, uh, you know, it, no, wait, sorry, it was Oogie Boogie. I, I got a little bit past Mickey, and it was the Oogie Boogie bunch, you know, with th those characters on a little float. That was super cute. And they turned the music on. So you hear the music before they come down so you can kind of get into position and get some pictures. So they did that. And then I got a little farther down the street and they had the this is Halloween one where they had a bunch of characters out and they had the, a couple of the Gravedigger guys dancing. That was awesome because everybody loves them. Yeah, and, you know, I, I saw a little video clip of that yesterday and I must admit that I got a little a little misty eyed when they it was, you know, that's the boo to you component. Yes. Um, you know, this is Halloween. It's it's like my favorite part of Mickey's not so scary. And then when I saw the the uh, the butler from the haunted mansion walk out, I'm like, ah, but but he should have a shovel, and he should be dragging that shovel on the ground. Yeah, they and didn't was, have the shovels. It was it was a little bit of joy because I love that song and I love that parade, but it, something was missing. But still, so I think it's a I think it's a great option. And you know, I was there a couple days before they started their Halloween celebration. And like you, I think the cavalcade is a great idea. Um, they're very short. You know, it's usually maybe yeah. one one float with a couple of walking characters or one float with Gaston on horseback. And, you know, instead of a regular parade where people are lining up 
you know, an hour and a half, two hours ahead of time to get a good spot. And now the sideways blocked and they got to put up the ropes and the tape and all that stuff. These cavalcades are nice and short. They come past. You hear the music. Everybody stops. Everybody looks. Bing, bang, boom. The cavalcade comes. You wave at your characters and it's done. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, it's it's pretty quick. And, you know, and you're right. You're Well, of course, it's really hard to judge because the parks like it was empty. I know that you experienced some crowds when you were there because you were it was a little busier. But for me, it was totally empty yesterday. But so you didn't really have to. I mean, you could just stop anywhere and watch it, which is amazing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, there were three before I hit the castle because then Pooh came out with Eeyore and Piglet and they're in like the little car that goes around and then Pooh is walking. It was, it was adorable. And I have to say, I know a lot of people get frustrated with waiting to see characters. And to me, this is kind of a nice alternative for that because they're right there. So that is awesome. I I have to admit that uh, when I saw Gaston on horseback, a little Pooh came out then as well. The audience cheered and the parade had to stop because it was a four, uh, a four bucket scoop that the uh, the trailer guy had to pick up. Is it is that like a dad joke there? I think that's a dad joke. What's a Gaston joke? A little a dad came joke. out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, somewhat. Yes. I hope it wasn't Gaston. No, it was not. It was not. But it was a very it was a very big horse. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, we actually saw they did a princess one. Yesterday, they did the little princess one. As I was leaving, I saw that. It was super cute. And they're, like, really interacting with the guests. Like, you know, we waved at Merida. She waved back and said hello. And on the float, they were all waving. And, you know, it was, like, very interactive. But this morning, they ended up, and this isn't Halloween-related because they're wearing the regular stuff. But um, this morning, they ended up having all the princesses, as you walked in, they were on the train station. And I thought that was amazing because I've never seen all of those princesses together. I mean, they had every single one you could think of. So that was pretty, pretty amazing right there. That's that's a rarity. Mm-hmm. No, that's, it was fantastic. That's like a seven uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves picture moment during yeah. uh, the, the Halloween party or something. Well, and related to the Halloween party, the other thing, and I loved this is they're all wearing their costumes, at least on Main Street and around the castle, they're wearing the Halloween costumes that they usually wear to the Halloween party. So that was kind of fun. It added a little something extra. The purple and plaid, orange, yellow plaid vest, right? Yeah. Well, it's the whole costume, yeah. Like the women had on the little jumper, the um, aprons with the costume, and yeah, Yeah. it was cute. When I saw Mickey the other day, he was in his birthday suit, the celebration birthday uh, suit, yeah. not, not his birthday suit, birthday suit. That would be a different podcast. That would, that's a whole different podcast and a whole different park. Yeah. Um, and when I saw him uh, in a cavalcade yesterday, I think he's wearing the, uh, was he wearing the vampire? Yeah, he was. Vampire costume. Yeah. Very cute. And they had like a couple um, girls up there that I have never seen before. They almost look like pirates. So that was kind of like an additional thing that I had, you know, they were with Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and all of them. So that was cute. So you probably want to know about the Halloween treats. I would like to know, well, a little bit about the decor. It's pretty minimal. I mean, it's, it's the pumpkins that they always have out with the leaves and stuff like that. There were some garlands on Crystal Palace. 
you know, that's not open, but there were like fall garlands and it's only decorated as you go like train station, main street and around the castle hub. But the rest of the park is not decorated. Is it usually, it's usually not decorated the rest for. No, they don't decorate it. That's true. In fact, even for Christmas, there's really minimal decorations after you get past main street and the hub. I wonder, I mean, you were there the first day of Halloween, technically. Yeah. Maybe they add on or maybe they don't. I don't know. I'll let you know because I'm actually going with my family just for a few nights over the weekend. And I'll let you guys know. But yeah, it was, I mean, frankly, I thought it was about the same amount as last year. They just don't put a ton out during Halloween. So have you been there during Halloween? I have with you guys. Wait. With us. Oh, that's right. Why yeah. did I forget that? Because I'm old. Just know. follow yes. that away. And, okay. and remember, Adam Adam gets overwhelmed by Halloween because he did not celebrate Halloween as a child. Well, and that brings me to something. I have honestly had clients who don't do anything for Halloween for whatever reason. And they have specifically had me, you know, scheduled them for Magic Kingdom on a night when the Halloween party isn't happening. And so I feel like for those people, Magic Kingdom might be a little tricky because there's a lot of Halloween stuff out. So, I mean, it's nothing scary, of course. It's not like you're going over to Universal. But, yeah, there's there's definitely more than there would be during a normal day. And maybe that's why they kept the gold or the gold diggers. Ha <laughs> ha. The gold diggers were real low key. No, <laughs> maybe that's why they kept the grave. I would love to see a Disney cavalcade of gold diggers. I'm just saying if Liza were here, we could have so much fun with this, but um, she's not. So I will just say the grave diggers were pretty low key and that might be why. Aren't the seven dwarfs gold diggers? They are. That's a good point. Well, they, it's diamonds, they're, right? They're, yeah. Rubies? They're gem, they're gem diggers. Yeah. Well, they're gem diggers. I'm sure there's gold, gold in those caves. Gold diggers. Such a funny name. Anyway. Yeah, so it was it was minimal, Tony. And so, there was oh, merchandise, so there's a ton of merchandise in the stores. Lots of decorations for the home, you know, hats, t-shirts, the whole nine yards. What I thought really inter- was really interesting was they had a lot of oogie boogie merchandise and they had a couple bags and I posted some pictures of them on the agency page. I think I might have even put them on the podcast page. They were adorable. They had some new handbags, you know, specifically for Halloween. And there was like, you know, some Haunted Mansion themed dresses and things. So if you're wanting to dress up when you go in the park, there's stuff you can buy there if you want to, if you're not going to bring a costume down. I think the, the Oogie Boogie show is the big show at the Halloween party. I'm sure they had this Halloween merch on order before. Oh, sure. Yeah. The virus. So... My guess is that's that's why they have yeah. a lot of that stuff because they're trying to match with whatever was going to be popular at the Halloween party. That's a really valid point. I didn't even think about that, but it makes sense. Can I just also say people were dressed up yesterday and today. Not the crazy kind of amount of costumes you might see at a party, but I would say 10 or 20% of the people had costumes on, which was really fun. That's never happened. Well, from what I understand, it's never happened Mm-mm. before during part regular park hours letting people, especially yeah. adults, well, now that's, dress That's up. partially true because if you're going to the Halloween party, even though the party starts at 7, you can get in earlier with your tickets. So right. I, I think you can get in at 4 o'clock. So right. usually yeah. in the later totally. half of the day on a Halloween party night, you'll see people in costume. All right. uh, 
but yeah. uh, you know, a technicality. But just just on a That's... regular day, you you definitely don't see adults in costumes. And I saw an Aurora. I thought she was like a regular princess until I saw that her costume wasn't necessarily exactly like Aurora's. So I was like, oh, what's she doing walking around? And it was it was a guest. And she had um, a mask there was on a too, right. <laughs> what's that? And she had a mask on too, right? Yeah. You know what? I think she. Uh-oh. I've got to the point where I'm so used to seeing masks on people. I don't, they don't even register, oh. you know, like I don't even think about it anymore, but yeah, I'm sure she did. We saw an Ursula, a, a Ursula, the sea witch. She was awesome. And it was guys, they were Ursula and Corella. They had come in. They were fun. Now, were you in costume? Just my regular everyday costume of where I pretend to be a normal person. Ah, that fools everyone every nope, day. Not really. You know, you know I, actually, this is nice because we've seen elaborate costumes where people spend mm-hmm. money and time to put it together. And they can yeah. only wear them at the Halloween parties. You know, you have to spend extra money. If you're local and you're putting an elaborate costume, now you can go, assuming you have an annual pass, now you can go anytime you want. Whenever you want, yeah. Here's the thing, though. One of the things that makes... Wearing a costume this time of year bearable is it's darker out, right? It's night. The sun's down. I don't know how that's going to work at like noon in a Disney park in Florida, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hot. Although I, we got lucky yesterday and today. Very cool. Like ridiculous. I mean, I left by... I was walking out of the park at 10, 15 because I had to go home. You know, it was very cool this morning. And, uh, you know, kind of overcast all day yesterday. So are you telling me that you went to the park for an hour and 15 minutes? I did. And I just want to say, okay, so I went yesterday. I flew in yesterday morning. I got in. You know, it's not like it used to be where I could get like a flight that got me into Orlando at 7 a.m. I didn't get there till I think 11, something like that. But I I went to the park, I met up with my friends, and I hung out there until they closed at 6. I was completely happy with that amount of time. We went out to dinner, hung out a little bit, and then I went back to my room, and I had a me party. Because I, I kept singing that song. Because, like, I, you know, if you have kids, you never get time alone or anything like that. And I was like, I'm so excited, I'm going to sleep in. I was up at 5.30. So I, and, and my flight wasn't leaving till once, so I thought... I'll go ahead and go to the park for like an hour and 15 minutes. That's because I like to get to the airport early because I'm a weirdo. But I got there and I realized I hadn't made a park pass. And I thought, oh, well, this is going to be a waste of time. But I took out my phone and I was able to make one like no problem. So, of course, I mean, you know, the parks are pretty empty. So where did you eat dinner? I had dinner at Grand Floridian Cafe. And and I would I would say to people this is the one area where you're going to really want to have your patience because in fact, I, I called a friend of mine yesterday and I said, don't come down here because this is going to drive you crazy. But like we got to our reservation and we weren't seated for a half hour and there were three people in the three tables in the restaurant. They're not staffed like they normally do. So be really patient. You're going to be waiting. Service might be a little slower, but we had two chefs come out and talk to us and the server talked to us. And so, I mean, it was like really personable and like a different experience, but it did take longer. And we ate at Be Our Guest for lunch. Ooh. I, I haven't been there since they went to that prefix menu where you, you know, Ooh. so that was interesting. 
How fancy. It was fancy. Well, I was with my friend Liz, and Liz does, you know, food allergies, and so she likes to um, check out what's going on with the menus and stuff. Speaking, So that's a different experience to eat with someone with a food allergy because, you know, we don't even think about that. Not to get off topic, but do you have to not eat certain foods because you can't be at the table? No. Is it that bad? No. Like, it. her daughter has a peanut tree nut and dairy allergy but she's been really really conscientious about making sure that her daughter knew how to eat safely so she didn't have to not sit with other kids and things like that so you know she ordered off the menu and that's something you can do if you have a food allergy you can specifically ask for the chef to come out they will come out and tell them what your allergies are and then, you know, they can create something else. Like they made a different kind of salad for her because there wasn't really anything on the appetizer menu. And it's an expensive meal, but there wasn't anything on that part of the menu that she really wanted to eat. And then they made something else. They made like a chicken dinner for her for the entree, which again, it wasn't on the menu. So, but then later we went to Grand Floridian Cafe and they have a um, totally vegan hamburger, which I ended up having too. And it was amazing. They didn't have to make any changes to that. They just have to know that she can't have any cross-contamination, which Disney kitchens are, you know, they're experts at that. So you can eat very safely. That's a good question, Adam. I like, I remember in elementary school, certain tables weren't allowed to have peanuts, like no peanut tables. Yeah. Well, and I think that like, you know, it really depends on the person. Like she's, she was, Liz was like really conscientious about or concerned with her not being able to eat with other kids, but she's had things happen. A couple of years ago, she was in contact with some dairy and, you know, ended up having to go to the hospital. So, but yeah, she's, she's pretty, very conscientious. Um, but they don't, they don't eat at a lot of restaurants up here in Atlanta. They will, they will eat very, you know, safely and, and comfortably in, in Disney. But a lot of times she can't go to a lot of the places um, that her parents might want to go to. Speaking of food, Magic Kingdom, any special treats that you're able to have for Halloween? There's a ton of stuff out there. And I will say, according to Liz, there are no allergy-free options. So just keep that in mind. That might change. But she didn't find any. I wasn't looking. So in fairness, I'm not 100% on that. But that was her experience. So I ended up having, it was called Constance's, that's hard to say, for better or worse, wedding cake. And it's a little white wedding cake, three layers with some, it's um, like a slight orange taste to the cake, vanilla on the outside, and then like a raspberry cream. It was pretty good. I didn't like the little covering because it wasn't buttercream. It was like this glaze almost. So that wouldn't have been my choice, but it was so cute. I had to get it anyway, and it was good. And it was very uh, Instagrammable if you're looking for that kind of thing. For the uninitiated, who is Constance? Constance is that woman in the Haunted Mansion. She's the bride and the one who killed all her husbands. I should have said that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I actually the people I was with didn't know who Constance was. I was like, what? Are you not reading the little banner in the Haunted Mansion? Was was the chocolate piece that comes with that a little hatchet? Did you mention that? It was a little hatchet, yes. I I thought that was genius. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah. And they had other things. They had like an ice cream float. It was the Evil Queen. Um, No, I'm sorry, Maleficent. So it had little horns and it was purple. And I, I didn't get it. It looked really disgusting. But I saw people eating it. 
uh, just various little things. Not everything is out yet. And that's the other thing to keep in mind is some of the kiosks that you normally would go to to get quick service or a snack, not open. So um, we talked about this a little tiny bit on the, one of the other shows we did recently. Just plan ahead, you know, know where things are so that you don't get frustrated and hungry and end up eating something you're really not wanting to eat. Because there's plenty open. It's just you have to maybe not go to your regular places you might go. So. But you have to mobile order anyway, right? You do have to mobile order. Now, you don't have to mobile order at like the ice cream places and things like that. Like, I forget the name of it. It's right across from Mine Train. Fryer. Is it Fryer's the Fryer's Nook. Nook? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to mobile order at places like that or, oh. or uh, Sleepy Hollow Treats. Places like that, you, it doesn't matter. But you do have to mobile order from the actual quick service locations like, you know, Pico's Bills or Cosmic Rays. And now, if you were, do you, were these special offerings a different mix They're of the different, different places? Yeah. Okay. There's nothing at Sleepy Hollow. I went there this morning to see what they had. Really? They don't have anything out. Yeah, nothing yet. But I'm no, sure that's, that's amazing because that's... Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> is supposed to have the <laughs> pumpkin spiced waffle sundae. Yeah, it wasn't available yesterday. So What? Well, when I went by there it wasn't available. No, <gasps> not yet. Hmm. So, but you it's... have to I'm sure they're like rolling a lot of stuff out as you go. I saw the sign for it, but it it wasn't available. I I really wanted the Madame Leota sipper. Oh yeah, a lot of people had that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't try to get that. I wonder if it's still available. I heard it sold out. Yeah, uh, it is showing as currently sold out. Yeah, yeah, that's like the Orange Bird a couple of years ago. Like everyone wanted the Orange Bird sipper. Now they're like sitting on a shelf gathering dust. It, it seems like they've they've prepared their usual snacks for the season. There are a wide variety of snacks available across the four parks, and a, a very nice thing that Disney has done this year is if you're a fan of the Disney Parks blog, they have created a specific page for everything Halloween. And oh, that that's is, smart. That is actually the title of the page. It is uh, Everything Halloween. If you go to the Disney Parks blog, you can find it by searching Everything Halloween. Or you can go to DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com slash blog slash topics slash Halloween dash at dash Disney, um, which is very easy to remember. And uh, they've got everything there from their fall offerings their treats to merchandise to you know the dapper dan singing grim grinning ghost to uh last year's virtual viewing of not so spooky spectacular uh so it's it's a very cool site to catch everything that is halloween related at disney this year yeah they they did a good job i mean everything i saw in the park made me like i i got a little emotional and i wasn't one of those people who when they went in july after the you know after they opened I didn't cry on Main Street. You know, it's not my thing. But I was going on property yesterday, and I just felt really happy. Because I think it feels like it's a little back to normal. You know, it just feels – because, like, you know, we've said this before. We travel a lot for work. And so I think, you know, just being able to go back on property and do a few things that you've normally done, you know, it, it felt good. I got a little misty. Yeah, we. I, I shed a tear, but um, did you really? Well, I'm a sensitive guy. Yeah, I'm not a crier. We. Uh, I've become a crier as I've gotten older. Oh, that's and I'm not sad. sure why. You know, I, I. I think for us, it was just being back on property. You know, I could have gone to the Magic Kingdom, and just walked down Main Street, and 
you know, would have been a little upset that I didn't get to do anything, but I would have been happy because I was there. Uh, you know, very fortunate that crowds are light, that I was able to do the amount of things we did in six hours uh, or, or, you know, five and a half hours. Um, so it, it's a great time to go. Uh, you know, Disney is doing a great job making the best of a, you know, pretty bad situation. So I think if you can get down there for Halloween, it's a great option. You know, we all know some great travel agents who are willing to, to send you there and help you with your trip. So uh, that's always an option. Here's the thing. I think if you're comfortable traveling and you're healthy and you take the steps that you have to take to be safe, I mean, Disney's been open almost three months and nobody, you haven't heard of any outbreaks. So I think the safety measures, the hand washing, the masks, you have to wear a mask. I think that's, you know, that's where you're safe. Again, when you go to the airport and Joe Schmo is wearing his mask around his neck and or you know, I, I saw so many noses hanging out of masks today coming home. You know, that's that's your problem. It's not the parks. The parks right. are pretty safe. And it's kind of annoying because, you know, we do hear from time to time, you know, the travel shaming. I haven't personally had it happen to me, but I've heard of other people saying, you know, that they that someone gave them a hard time, you know, because they went somewhere. I think Disney's safe. I just don't think every place you might go is safe, universal safe, you know, but not, not, not other, well, not Hershey Park. We already talked about that. Right. And, and I'm sure that you, you by now have seen the uh, infamous video of the gentleman being uh, escorted out of Hollywood studios for non-compliance with his mask. Oh no, I haven't seen it. I need to go look at it later. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, he, he's trying to incite people to not wear their masks, and he's misquoting from uh, A Bug's <laughs> Life about, you know, it oh just takes gosh. one ant to stand up. So That's very, a shame. Very, it, mean, it's funny to watch. But I think it, it was kind of sad. I believe it was a publicity stunt, to be Do you quite think honest. it was? Oh, yeah, because the, the guy has yeah. a uh, big following, and he said he was a annual pass holder. So I just, he he tweeted out the picture of him getting the papers that he's kicked out, I guess for life. So I don't know why you would do that. Ooh, for life. Oh, that's funny. Right. Like I understand that guy who climbed the pyramid in Mexico, you give him a ban. All right. But you know, I I don't know. It's a badge of honor that you do not want. Yeah, no. And it's so easily avoidable. Like don't drink too much in Mexico, right? (laughs) Exactly. It was amazing yesterday being in the park. I had the best time and I did, I was, I might've put this on the page, but my friends left the park at like four because they just wanted to relax. And I of course stayed in an hour. I was able, it was under an hour. I was able to go on Haunted Mansion, Mine Train and Peter Pan. And the stated wait time for Mine Train was 25 minutes, but it was just the walk-on. You know how you have to walk on, and there's it's a very long queue, so it was not 25 minutes. And yeah, you, you you know what I'm finding is uh, when we were there, the queue times were like half, and and I think it's because they're not giving out the queue monitors, the red badges. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the timer, and I think they're just kind of guesstimating at this point. Well, in 25 minutes for a mine train is still like a dream, right? I mean, you're oh, exactly. like, this never happens. So, exactly. yeah. I What's weird to me is that I it wasn't even hot. You know, usually when people leave, it's because it's hot and they want to, you know, go back and swim and then come back later. But I was very surprised at how empty it was at four. It just seemed like everybody cleared out and it was just 
empty. But I still think, you know, like, I think even when it's not empty, I think people are pretty good at social distancing. You know, what's funny is I I had talked about my experience on Delta and on Southwest and how there was no social distancing. Well, I was boarding the plane this morning and the lady there was so strict. And then somebody got ahead and she stopped him and said six feet. And then she said to the younger guy working with her, she said, you don't want to be the person who's, who's uh, you know, boarding process ends up on Twitter. That was like, okay, (laughs) yeah. So, and she was like an older lady too. I'm like, good for you. No one, no one about Twitter. Actually, well played gate lady. Yes. Well played gate lady. And people, it wasn't as crowded. I mean, and then they unloaded the plane this morning and I was like, or this afternoon. And I was like, they're doing a good job because like, and I think it actually works better. You know how like when you're getting off the plane and everybody's on top of each other and they're standing and it's just really unpleasant. Well, they said you have to to get off the plane. You have to wait until the person in front of you is six feet ahead. And then you can get up and get your stuff. Everybody did that except for one lady who was standing in the back. I felt like we got off the plane faster. So maybe they should do that all the time because when you don't have everyone on top of each other, like you're just not as frustrated or annoyed. Plus the lady next to me was a cat lady. So we were having a lovely conversation about her nine cats. Oh, excellent. Anyway, Sounds like I a know, fun right? time. It was a fun time. You know yeah. me, I can turn anything into fun, a fun time. Are you so. halfway there? Nine cats? Uh, I'm not going to discuss it, but no, I would never have that many cats. Okay. I'm just like, I've got this, okay, I have five, but <laughs> it's because I took in a couple strays and then I got this one cat who's like, she's a hundred years old. I mean, she's ancient and, and then it would be four is fine. That's how many Mark and, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, while Chris tells us a little bit more about her crazy cat lady costume that she'll be wearing this year, uh, that's probably that's probably a good time for me to toss it over to Tony to end the show. Oh, hey, Tony. Yeah. Oh, hey. Thanks, Tony. Uh, I just want to remind our listeners that, as always, this show is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Head over to their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com, and let Chris and her team book a spooktacular time for you and your family. You can also find us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Adam and Chris, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy <laughs> Halloween. Night. Hey, free cat if you book a trip. Ha, ha, ha.